Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Child Of. Today, I really want to talk to you guys about the things that I have done to take my health back and to achieve a better state of being after being stressed and anxious for most of my life due to childhood abuse. So a couple things to keep in mind while listening to this, and that is, first of all, not everyone's story is going to look exactly the same. The things that work for me may not work for you. That's okay. Second of all, you need to understand that these changes have been made over a five-year period of time. So I've been slowly implementing different things and learning about myself. So don't think you need to rush your healing process. Take it one step at a time and get to know yourself, get to know your body. Third thing to keep in mind is that our bodies and our minds, they're not separate things. We are one being. So don't try to separate your physical from your mental health. We are connected. There is not just a head not attached to your stomach. It's, it, it feeds off of each other. We, we work together as one fluid being. It's as simple as our, our physical health affects our mental health. Our mental health affects our physical health because they're intertwined. Okay, so with those things in mind, I will start and tell you my story and how I have taken my health back and gotten healthy after being pretty sick growing up, having, like I said last week, IBS issues, skin issues, hormonal issues, after dealing with so much fatigue and so much brain fog for so many years, along with numerous other things, I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And it's cliche to say, but when you've had enough, let me tell you, you have had enough. So my first step to health was actually completely on accident. I didn't know that it was actually going to make any difference for me. But when I started dating my wife, she said, maybe you should stop eating bread for a while. Maybe that will help because her ex had been had had celiac disease. And so I was like, you know what? This is a big deal for me because I absolutely love bread. So, but I was like, you know what? I'm at a point where I'll try anything. I'm willing to, you know, just do what it takes. So I cut out bread and I didn't do it for just a week or two. I did it for several months because what I didn't know at the time, but I was learning, was that it actually takes a while for foods to completely get out of your system. So after that period of time, I was realizing that there were a lessening in my symptoms. Uh, Specifically, I wasn't getting hives on my face and my chest, and I wasn't having excruciating stomach pain after eating. So in this case, I got really lucky, and I discovered that I had an allergy that I I had not known about my entire life, and I had always had these stomach pains. I, I was waking up constantly with rashes on my face and my chest, but because I was in such inner turmoil because of what I was dealing with in my home life, I didn't consider the the things that I was dealing with physically. It just, I didn't have room in my brain for it. And discovering that I was allergic to gluten actually got me on the trail of wanting to make more changes in my health and figure out how I could feel better as a whole person. Relieving just like a few of the symptoms that I was experiencing was like this huge wake up call that, oh my gosh, I actually don't have to suffer all of the time. There are things that I can actively do to help myself. 
And I think that when you're ready to finally start healing and stop feeling terrible or stop reliving old cycles, that realization is like the most incredible feeling. It's like Christmas. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to address though that it's you have to take accountability. There's no room for having a victim mindset. Obviously, there will be some days that you struggle with that, but you have to start loving yourself and not loving to, I guess, complain without wanting to actually take action. There are so many people that I've come across who they like identify with their suffering. And then when you try to give them a solution, they don't want it. And it like makes them angry that you would even tell them that there's there's a possibility that they don't have to suffer anymore. And for me, that's really confusing because I want to heal. I don't, I don't want to continue to suffer. I don't want to identify with having IBS or having um, hormones issues. I want to have solutions in my life. And chances are, if you're still listening to this, you want those solutions as well. You don't want to stay where you are. You don't want to continue to suffer, whether it be with trauma or with your body's response to that trauma. So to get back on track, something that I would highly suggest to you guys is to get tested for for allergies and and at the very least, cut out foods that you know make you sick. Like back in the day, I would eat Taco Bell and I would end up super sick afterwards. I would eat McDonald's. It would also make me sick. So I was like, you know what? I just need to stop eating fast food because it makes me sick. Yeah, it tastes good in the moment, but it's not actually helping me. It's making me sick. It's basically the same thing as like having someone in your life who makes your body shake or like makes you sweat like stress sweat and and you just have this horrible reaction to being around them because you're terrified and they're mean you have to start viewing food the same way that you view relationships is this going to add to my health or is this going to detract from it is this person going to aid my healing and are they going to be an encouragement to me and are they going to tell me the truth or are they going to lie and hurt me if we really want to heal we have to be protective of ourselves and very specific about what we allow into our environment and what we allow into our bodies. So after I cut out gluten and fast food, I actually more recently went so far as cutting out sugar and it has made a huge impact on my my health as well. I have less headaches and less hormonal issues and also my energy has been incredible since I stopped eating sugar regularly and the inflammation that I've had in my body swelling specifically I think in my lower uteral area I had bloating there that just would not go away sugar took it away um and yeah and I have a feeling your guys' heads are like exploding right now because sugar is a huge huge thing it's an everything from soy sauce to ice cream so it's it's in a lot and I've had to learn to read labels that's another thing that you should get good at is reading labels because there's a lot of stuff that you might not want to be consuming that you should know about. Okay, so I've also implemented regular exercise and this I think has helped me just, I can't say enough good about physically moving your body every day in some way, whatever works for you. you for me, I had to start really slow and really fairly easy and then gradually work up. And when I say gradual, I mean like I've been on a like workout journey for two and a half years now. 
So it's not been a 30-day get fit situation. But personally, I refuse to do anything that's not going to be sustainable for me. If it's going to burn me out quickly, I am not here for it. But I will say that as I have increased the um, intensity of my workouts, as I was able to do that, I found that I was releasing a lot of emotion during. So I there was one cardio session I was doing and I was literally just doing it in my living room. I don't go to a gym. I do everything at home. It requires me to be more disciplined, but I'm okay with that. Um, but I was doing a cardio session and I got really, really tired. I was breathing really, really deeply and it, it triggered something in me, in my body. And I went from like being really exhausted, really, really like breathing hard to sobbing. It was such a strange experience because I could feel that I had accessed like a deep physical memory in my body, but I, I didn't know what it was mentally. I couldn't tell you what what memory it was, but I could feel it. And it was like my body was releasing that that fear, that, that deep sadness. And I don't think that I realized how important or how fundamental that pushing yourself physically was until I experienced that. And I realized the power of movement. And also I realized just how much our bodies carry. I mean, it's easy to forget about your body when you're in emotional turmoil and you're really upset or freaked out about something. Like you just don't think about your body really. Or at least I didn't when I was dealing with those things. Like my body could be reacting as well as my mind, but I was so focused on like thinking things through that I didn't I didn't give any time to what my body was experiencing. Okay, some other practices that have helped me a lot, but I won't go quite as in-depth in, is deep breathing. That's something that um, working out activates is deep breathing, but you can do it anytime. It helps with stress so much. I can't say enough. You have to do it for like five minutes, though. You can't just do it for like 60 seconds and you're like, "Eh, it's not working. Okay, next I've implemented cold showers. I only do this during the summer because I'm already super cold in the winter. Um, But during the summer after a workout, I will go in and do a cold shower. It helps a lot with your mood as well as relieving stress. Next is something that is pretty weird and wild, but I do regular coffee enemas. This has helped a lot with my energy. You have to take a course to figure out how to do this properly. But once I figured out how to do it and I got all the necessary tools, I was able to improve my energy and also coffee enemas activate the detox in your liver. So that has made a huge impact on my health as well. The last thing that I'll mention is getting quality sleep at night. If you're stressed out and you're not sleeping at least eight hours, or if you're not giving yourself enough time to sleep, if you're going to bed too late and then you have to get up early, it's not good and it will not help you heal. You need to rest, especially after the childhood that you've had, that I've had. Sleep is so important. I've personally found that I feel best when I go to sleep at about 10 o'clock at night and get up around six or seven in the morning. That varies, but that's my general like goal. The last thing that I wanna mention here is that before doing all of these practices, I went no contact. 
I don't think that any of these things would have had as significant of an improvement in my health had I not cut out the exact core of what was making me ill, both mentally and physically. When I say that, I am referring to my narcissistic father. It's important that we do not have people in our lives who are stressing us out to the point that we are not well. Our relationships are foundational to our health. Like I said in the last episode, we can be doing all the right things, taking all the supplements, eating super clean, and doing great workouts every day. And still, if our relationships are terrible, we are going to feel sick. Okay, that's all I'm going to share on that for this episode, but I will be going and talking about this again in the future. I wanted to share, though, that I have updated the link on the Child of Instagram so that you are now able to financially support Child of, which I would really, really appreciate. When you click the link in the bio, there are PayPal and Venmo options as well as the option to buy me a coffee. And I'll be honest with you guys, it is deeply uncomfortable for me to even say this. So let's end my misery and I will wish you guys a wonderful week. I hope that you guys are doing well. If you want to talk to me, I would love to hear from you. Please send me a message. Um, My contact information is in the podcast bio. And with that being said, I will talk to you all again next week.